Welcome to the Kona Edge, where you'll discover what the best triathletes in the world do to give them the edge. Well, it's the start of a brand new week here on Kona Edge, although it doesn't quite feel like it uh, being in South Africa. It's Workers' Day today, uh, and uh, yeah, another public holiday. We've had uh, <laughs> a whole host of them over the last few weeks. I actually don't even know what day of the week it is, if I have to be honest. But uh, everyone's back to work tomorrow. Schools are back. Uh, not that I haven't stopped working. We've been working all the way through, but that's just uh, one of those things. Coming up on today's podcast, we're going to chat some running with Ben Rudson. Uh, another fantastic chat that's coming up in just a moment as well. Don't forget too, if uh, you wouldn't mind checking out uh, the Cone Edge's patron page, if you would like to become uh, a patron of the Cone Edge, we've had a few in the last week or so uh, that are helping us out, and uh, you can get your name in lights in the Hall of Fame, uh, so to speak. So head over to theconeedge.com forward slash patron. That's P A T R O N. That's where you can get all the details. It's time for the Coach's Corner, and today we put in the spotlight on Superfly Coaching. Superfly Coaching has helped dozens of athletes reach the Ironman World Championships in Kona, as well as the 70.3 Worlds and even the Olympic Games. Their coaches, along with Joe Friel, have written several coaching books on training methodologies. Their experienced coaches are uniquely qualified to recognize your skills while addressing your weaknesses. They've already helped athletes just like you reach their goals, so why not let them help you? Whether you're attempting to release a few pounds or shave off a few seconds, they're with you every step of the way. If you're interested in upping your game from acceptable to exceptional, then be sure to partner up with Superfly Coaching. Their coaching plans are just like their clients no two are alike and once you've chosen the service level that works best for you your coach will begin to develop your customized plan to find out more about superfly coaching head over to trainingbible.com you can also head over to the conaedge.com forward slash coaching to read up a little bit more about them and check out some of the other coaches in our coaching corner if you are a coach yourself and you'd like to be featured on this podcast all you have to do is head over to the conaedge.com forward slash coaching all the details are there just scroll down to the bottom of the page you and get all the details and if you're looking for a coach be sure to check out that page as well then we head back uh, to catch up with uh, benjamin radson uh, on this edition of the podcast uh, benjamin welcome thanks for for joining us today hey thanks for having me again Benjamin, I'm sure you am to talk a little bit about your run. It is uh, the strongest out of the three disciplines. Uh, you've got uh, sub three marathon under the belt. You're uh, a pretty decent runner. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely uh, the one that's coming most natural to me, and I think I've uh, it's definitely my best leg of the of the three sports. It, it helps. Uh, it's if 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 your run is that strong, uh, what do you think is as given you that sort of strength on the run is there is there something you can pinpoint that you've done over time that's really really sort of moved the needle yeah i think it's you know i think it's a couple things um you know obviously first and foremost you know you have to put the work in and i have you know i put a lot of miles in i've done the right done the right thing many times and uh been fortunate enough to stave off injuries and you know treat it with respect so i think you know just putting the miles in and putting the proper workouts in have been key to that physical development but I think the big thing too is the real the mental aspect, you know, more so even than in open running, you know, in triathlon running, it's so important to have a strong mental game, you know, and to be able to have that run confidence, to be able to hop off that bike and know, you know, I got this run now, but that's not a problem, you know, it's such a huge 
such a huge thing. And it's really an X factor in the sport, being able to know that you can chase down anyone in your age group off the run. And I think what it really stems from is that confidence is all my, you know, tough mental sessions, you know, getting out there in the bad weather, be it really cold, really hot, you know, these tough mental sessions. I remember one I did building up to uh, my open marathon where I went sub three, you know, I popped up a treadmill up in the gym and stuck it against a blank wall and ran staring at this wall for 35 kilometers and you know it wasn't glamorous but you know you go through a lot of haunting images go through your mind as you're staring at this concrete wall for two and a half hours but uh you know although maybe i don't recommend staring at a concrete wall for two and a half hours uh mental sessions are definitely critical for a good ironman run absolutely what what do you uh, i'm sure those ones aren't one you enjoy that much but what do you what do you love doing from a workout perspective on the run yeah so you know kind of continuing the theme from the swim and bike i think is uh you know, adding in kind of high intensity efforts into your runs. And this is something I actually do in almost every run now is uh, strides. You know, I think so many of us don't run fast. You know, we do a lot of slow and steady runs, you know, never really get that heart racing. And I'm sure a lot of listeners can relate. You know, when I first started running, I think my pace in the 5K was only 10 seconds per kilometer slower than my half marathon pace. You know, and that really shouldn't be the case. <laughs> um, you know, that's a kind of a sign of some problems. So, kind of getting that top end speed I think is incredibly valuable and although you know many listeners are interested in Ironman racing I can't express enough the value of getting that short course speed up and building up that 5k speed and that 10k speed and how it'll pay off so a big thing for me a nice way to incorporate this is by doing strides so basically what I do is every single run I go on you know I find a straight stretch to road or hop over to the track and basically during the middle of my workout I'll go and do some strides so what that looks like is you start off at a jog and you're going to accelerate slowly over about, you know, 80 meters to a kind of a full out sprint for three or four strides. And then you're going to decelerate. So what this does, it just kind of gets the heart rate up. It opens up your legs, gets your blood racing a bit, reminds you how to run fast, which I think many of us tend to forget, if that, even though that sounds funny. Um, and just doing that, you know, three or four times every single run, you know, it's really not that strenuous. You can do it in the snow. You can do it in the heat. You know, it really is not like a crazy hard track session. But just incorporating that into your daily runs or your bi-daily runs is incredibly valuable. And I think you'll see huge gains in both physically and mentally from those. Let's talk about the mental side of things and, and digging yourself out of holes in, in a run. It, it happens uh, to everyone. Yep. Uh, I mean, you mentioned you, you hit the wall in your first marathon at about 30K mark, which is pretty much par for the course. I think everyone has a story like that. But yep. we all go through bad patches in the run. What, what are some of your strategies to get yourself out of those bad patches to, to sort of keep going? Because we know they don't last forever, but uh, you can get into this uh, sort of deep hole and, and really struggle to get out. Yeah, and I mean, what it comes down to really is just uh, mental fortitude and just being able to play games with your kind of mind. You know, I've been really fortunate enough in, in all my races, except for one, I've come off a bike feeling really good and really ready to run. Unfortunately, that one exception was Kona. I got off the bike and I knew as soon as my feet stepped on the ground there on the pier that it was going to be a long day at the office on that run. And, you know, it's a hot one, as I'm sure you can appreciate, and it was going to be a battle. From the first few strides out of the tent there, I knew it was going to be <laughs> a real battle there so I think what it came down to is that was really a test of my mental fortitude you know there's three and a half hours of me grinding it out on the Hawaiian pavement uh, and battling so what you got to do is you just got to play games right you know if you're as if when I started that run I had 42 kilometers to traverse in you know 35 degree weather with a ton of humidity with a brutal course you know if I started thinking that way 
it was going to be a very, very long day. Instead, you really got to break up the course in segments. And I know that sounds a bit cliche. And when I first started running, people would say, oh, break it up in segments. And, it, you know, I didn't really believe them. Like, how is that going to help me? I can't fool myself. I know I have to do the full distance. But, you know, pick out landmarks, pick out moments on the course. You know, hopefully you've done your recon on the course. You know where the different kind of landmarks on the course are and milestones. So I knew when I was stepping out of that run, it's like, okay, you know, just get to that turnaround on a lee. And from there on, you know, if you want to walk, do it but you're going to run to Ali'i at least. And then, you know, I get to Ali'i and you're like, well, you know, you know what? Like, let's get to uh, the energy lab. You know, if I made it this far, I can suck it up for another hour, get to the energy lab. And once you get to the energy lab, you're like, well, shoot, you know, I've already over halfway, you know, just get this thing done. And, you know, the quicker I get this run done, the quicker I can go relax and get out of the heat and uh, get a change of clothes and a shower. So, you know, it's all about playing the mental games and it, it really is whatever that is, you know, whatever really drives you, whatever you're really motivated for, just find that thing. And, you know, the more running you do, the more training you do, the more visualizing you do in training, you know, you'll start to figure out these tricks and these tips for you to how to get through these tough sessions. But I think, uh, like at the, at the least, I would definitely recommend, you know, playing those hard sessions and experimenting around visualization and really trying to think about what drives you. And just getting those tough sessions under your belt, as I mentioned in the uh, previous episode, you know, just having those experiences of running in extreme heat for 10K or going out in the blizzard for 10K or, you know, when you're under running, staring at a treadmill on a treadmill, staring at a concrete wall for two and a half hours, all those like stories make a mosaic in your mind and you can really build on those experiences to push through. Absolutely. I think that's uh, fabulous advice. Benjamin, thank you so much for your time once again here on the Cone Edge. Uh, much appreciated. Look forward to, to telling a little bit about your nutrition next time. Uh. Sounds good. Thank you. There you have it. I hope you enjoyed uh, my chat with Ben today. Before I leave, don't forget, up for grabs, uh, an entry into an Ironman race. And all you have to do if you'd like to win is head over to theconeedge.com forward slash win. Also, be sure to leave us uh, a review and a rating. That's how you can get your name uh, into that draw, just like uh, Steve, uh, who's it? Steve Chavez, Stephen Chavez uh, did. He left uh, a review. There was five stars. It's a very nice change of pace. Uh, he says it's very nice to have short sessions to listen to once in a while. The longer episodes uh, get a bit too much to digest. That's cool, Stephen. Each to their own, I guess. So having some uh, something specific to learn and listen to is a breath of fresh air. And that's exactly what we wanted to do with this podcast. There's lots of great triathlon podcasts out there. But, uh, gee, some of them are like an hour, two hours long. And I don't know about you, but I definitely don't have two hours a day uh, to listen to a podcast. He said, I'll definitely be recommending the Kona Edge to as many people as possible. Stephen, you are a legend. And uh, if I could ask you as well, if you haven't left us a review, please do. Uh, and all you have to do is head over to that uh, URL. It's thekonaedge.com forward slash win. If you have left us a review and maybe you listen to a podcast and you go, you know what? My mate Joe down at the Triathlon Club would love this. Please just share with him. Uh, you can send it via WhatsApp, email, whatever. Uh, the more people we get listening to the podcast, obviously, the happier it makes me. Stephen says, thank you uh, and keep up the good work. Maybe one day I can be a guest. Stephen, here's the deal. You qualify and race on the big islands. My email address is brad at deconeedge.com and I'll get you on. So there's some extra added motivation uh, to get you onto the big island. So uh, if you'd like to be in touch as well, that email address comes straight to my inbox. It's brad at deconeedge.com. I love hearing from people all over the world. That was from Stephen Chavez in the United States. Stephen, thank you. Much appreciated, mate. Until tomorrow, have yourself a great day. Cheers. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Kona Edge. Run like the wind. Our next free online running seminar is happening soon. 
Sign up now on the KonaEdge.com slash running seminar.